0: let have some fun. Hey guys, it's a Row, but you can call me Cooley. And that's nice. I'm a visual artist in St. Petersburg, Florida. Making art is my main hustle, but I've been an art educator for 10 plus years, anywhere from public schools to art museums. In fact, I've got two terminal degrees in this nebulous thing called art. This podcast is for the cool kids, so you can get my take on how to make and sell art all the way to teaching a new generation of artists. Remember, next time someone asks you to design something for free, art is hard. Welcome back to episode number five of your favorite podcast in the world, Art is Hard. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Huli Rowe. I'd like to take a little superficial dive into my arsenal of tools as an artist with y'all. And I wanted to talk about my five most used art tools. So these are things I use absolutely on the daily and most often right now. Just want to let you guys know that I'm actually going through a little bit of a transition, as a lot of artists are, or at least those of us that don't like to do the same thing all the time. You're always probably feeling like you're in between two different ideas or two different medias. I was taught the old-fashioned way with paper, pencil, charcoal, clay, metal, all that good stuff in art school. And recently, I've been going from traditional now onto digital visual art. A lot of these tools are good for both or good for one way or the other. But if you're like me and you're transitioning and making that leap into the digital illustrative world, or if you're still doing traditional materials, you will find this list helpful either way. All right. My number one most used tool are a couple of websites, actually. And that's going to be pixabay.com, Morgfile.com, and Creative Commons. I love this because especially now that we're in quarantine 2020, whoop whoop, if you don't have a model, there's no problem. You can just look up anything that you might want. If you want to look up the texture of a tiger stripes, you can just type in tiger in any of those sites, and a bunch of those pop up. So that way you're not stealing somebody else's work. You're not taking off the National Geographic Photographer's Guide to India, right? <laughs> I find that these sites are really good as drawing references for traditional and digital media, and if you're like me and went to art school, we were trained to draw what we saw. So that's from life, from a life model, from a still life. We didn't really use photographs too much, but it's better than not having anything at all. I salute you if you're one of those artists that can draw purely from memory or from your mind. We are not worthy, but just for myself, I am definitely one of those artists I need to draw what I see. My next most important tool in my arsenal is the Apple Pencil. My lovely husband actually got me an iPad for Christmas last year, and it was one of the greatest gifts ever because this school year I actually had the opportunity to teach at a high school where I am able to use a Mac lab, and they actually draw on Wacom tablets using the Adobe Suite, and that's great. It's a huge program. You can do all kinds of different things, but I have come to find that Procreate is super intuitive for drawing. You can be your little emo artist self sitting in the corner with a sketch pad but now you can sit there with your ipad and just learn a lot by doing i actually invested in a skillshare subscription which i highly recommend no i am not being paid by them in any way or anything so far i have zero sponsors but i have come to find out that skillshare is an awesome tool in teaching and learning so with skillshare you can learn all kinds of tricks and procreate or you can also do what i did And you can just learn a lot by throwing yourself into drawing whatever. I love doing those drawing prompts a day. I talked a little about that in my last episode. For example, in the month of April, I did a list kind of similar to the Inktober movement. That was called hashtag Thunderpost in April, great name. And I just did a drawing a day. Whatever I didn't know, I would just Google it, maybe look at a YouTube video, and I would just crank them out. And the fact that I was posting these daily as well encouraged me to try and do as good of a job as I could. So I was kind of holding myself accountable with my audience. One thing I want to warn you about is I've talked to a couple of other artists that have been also making this transition from traditional to digital media. Is you don't want to become too dependent on Procreate because it is so awesome and you just tend to want to just do it all the time and do it daily. It just makes things so easy. I can knock out a finished piece in a day. But you also don't want to forget your beautiful babies of traditional media. You still want to be able to come back and still be in practice with your watercolors, with your charcoal, or whatever it is that you use. Don't be dependent, even though it's a maze balls. You still want to be able to do your traditional media as well. I see you internet stalkers. If you did any kind of internet stalking with me yet, you probably noticed on my Etsy store, which by the way is art by Julia lowercase, all one word. You will see that my awesome nostalgic pop portraits are all done very bold with a lot of heavy black. How did I do that? Well, my number one tool to create those beautiful babies was using charcoal. That comes all the way back to my very first drawing one class when I was 18 years old at USF. It was the very first tool that I used there, and it has not left me since. Number one, it's super rich, black, bold, and also super versatile. You can do so much with just one little piece of charcoal. It can be tricky. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's very finicky, kind of like watercolors is for a lot of artists. You have to be able to do two things at once, You have to be able to wield a tool that does a lot of fine detail and also does a lot of broad strokes. So for example, my husband actually minored in art when he was in college, and he's more of an ink guy. He does more gestural type of mark making. With charcoal, it's not really meant for that. It's not big, broad, bold strokes. It's more being able to do subtleties and then knowing when to switch over to your broad strokes. So it's a little bit more temperamental, if you will. I'm kind of a weirdo. I actually like doing... (laughs) charcoal on canvas which can be kind of unusual usually you think of doing charcoal on paper but i am a weirdo and i just like the feel and the texture that i get from rubbing the charcoal on the canvas call me a weirdo but that's okay i don't care i also have a buddy who she's a wonderful artist as well and she does oils on paper so don't be afraid to mix up your media that's actually what we came to understand as being one of our favorites it doesn't mean you have to it's just something that we do two things you'll need in addition to make your charcoal go the long way. Number one is sometimes if you are rubbing that charcoal and you're used to doing that on paper, you cannot do that on canvas. You are going to remove several layers of skin and it hurts! You want to pull out your blending stump. So when it comes to doing fine detail, like let's say a portrait's eyes, I really need to be able to use a blending stump to get a lot of that detail. Also red right at the end, charcoal can be really heavy black. And one of my last moves that I do when I'm doing a portrait is to add some highlights. So I don't literally add white. I just take my kneaded eraser and pull out some of those tones that I need to take away and brighten up. So whether it's around the eyes or to highlight the cheekbones. Those of you that love makeup, it's kind of like contouring. You want to think about your highlights. I do admit that the very last thing that I do with my portraits is I take a little pin needle and a little bit of white acrylic and I do a little Ding, right in the eyes that is my last move it wakes up the eyes it brings that portrait and that character to life and I sign it I also have some time-lapse videos if you want to internet stalk me a little bit more on YouTube again it is art by Hooli and you can see me do my Dolly Parton portrait you can see me do my Michael Keaton Batman and really see my process if you'd like to take a gander and that's nice. and that's nice. all right This is essential for artists and teachers. I highly recommend that you get a Spotify subscription. No, Spotify is not paying me at all. I just have come to really, really enjoy Spotify. I used to be a Pandora person. I used to be an iTunes person until my husband was like, what are you doing? Check this out. He got me a subscription to Spotify because he's bae. And I've come to understand that... Oh my gosh, for $10 a month, I can get unlimited every single song. It's also easy for me to access all of my music and all of my catered playlists in my classroom as well. So whether it's I'm making an art making playlist or I'm doing a playlist that's safe for my students while they're drawing, it is awesome. I can go from school to art girl all in the same subscription. So I want to talk a little bit more about the importance of having music when you're working, whatever it might be for you. For me, it's music. I have got to be 100% in the moment. So for example, I'm a horrible studier. When I have to sit and read, I'm so easily distracted. I'm like a cat with a shiny thing looking all around. I need to really just kind of hunker down and do the thing. So music really helps me stay laser focused. I'm really good at being detail oriented, but this just helps all the more keep me from being easily distracted. Just put in my earbuds and go. Another couple of pros is it can work with your Amazon Alexa. So if I'm washing dishes in the kitchen and I say, Alexa, shuffle my indie playlist. Hopefully you shouldn't just hear me right now and start playing music. But you can just play anything anywhere with a lot of different applications. And I've come to find that even though Pandora has the thumbs up, thumbs down system, Spotify also has that. And I feel like it knows me a little bit better than Pandora does. So it's a little bit more sensitive to my likes and dislikes. So Spotify is awesome. That's what you're looking for. Now, if you're a sensitive little artist like me, which I know a lot of you guys are as well, another way that helps me concentrate and laser-focused in on the work that I have to do is an electric wax burner. I know it sounds silly, but, you know, having a household, you forget a couple of your chores, you forget to take out the trash, you forget to do the cat box. And if you're like me, Miss Type A, I feel like once I start doing chores, I can't stop. I just find other things to do, and then I get distracted, and then I end up neglecting my beautiful artwork. Let that cat box be nasty for a couple of hours. You can take out the trash later. Once you plug in that electric wax burner, it creates a nice experience for you to create some art. So get your favorite scent, and they're super cheap. You can get one at the Dollar Tree. I love it. And I know what you're thinking. Nag Champa is the only incense ever, and I totally agree. But I do have animals, so number one, if I am not babysitting anything that is incendiary, like a candle, guaranteed when I'm not looking, the cat is going to knock it over onto the floor and the whole house is on fire. So I don't recommend anything that you actually have to light on fire unless you're actually paying attention to it, which when I'm making art, I am in the zone. Another thing that I tried out were oil diffusers that kind of release that water vapor into the air. But I have come to find out that that's actually bad for animals, some of those different scents. And some of those different natural oils are bad for their little respiratory system. But I still want to create a sense of ritual when I'm actually doing my work. So I use the electric wax burner. You don't have to babysit it. It's safe. And it still does the same job that those other tools do. But this is just better. Speaking of ritual... I am actually going to do another podcast where I talk about my studio and setting it up so I don't have artist block. You know what I'm talking about. When you can't think of any ideas or anything like that, there's actually a little ritual that I do to get ready. And so a lot of these tools are part of that, including the music and including the electric wax burner. And I'm going to do more of a deep dive into what I do to get ready to create art a little bit later. I also would like for you to understand that this is an ever-changing list. These are probably my most used tools now. But maybe in six months, it's going to be completely different. I find myself moving from traditional to digital media right now. You're in that same spot. You'll probably find a lot of these tools really beneficial. Or maybe if you're one way or the other, like I am now, so versatile I bounce back and forth. Some of these might be more helpful than others. But in the homework, ladies and gentlemen, I'll explain more. Let's do it. You need the dark in order for your light to show right, folks, it's time for the homework. Now, the homework is not necessarily an assignment you have to turn into me and be fear of being judged by my very strict self. Just kidding. I'm very lenient with grading. It is going to be a linked shopping list of some of my favorite items that I just mentioned. So these are the same items that I've purchased and used, and I think you'll enjoy some of them as well. Don't worry, I'm not getting paid for any of it. But definitely check it out. Amazon is life. So a lot of them are going to be linked up to Amazon. Always, the homework is a downloadable freebie. You're just going to go to my website, www.artbyhoolie.com, dot com slash H-W-5, because this is homework number five. Okay, guys, happy shopping. And remember... If all the art tools that you have make you feel like you should be on an episode of Hoarders, or if your art tool bag makes you feel like it's something straight out of Mary Poppins, remember, art is hard.